I wanted to make a short video on something that I saw recently that I want to bring to your attention because it's very important. But my first question is this, and it's an honest question that I want you to really listen to and to really ponder deeply. Do you really think that the devil is that stupid? Do you think that he's just going to walk up and everybody's going to know who he is, everybody's going to know who the Antichrist is, and the world is basically waiting for the Antichrist to come? Do you really think that the devil's going to play his hand, the devil who is a master tactician, a master general, a very wise being, a beautiful being that God created? Of course, he's evil. He's the source of all evil. But nonetheless, God created him to be a beautiful being. He fell in love with himself. He was in God's court, in God's quarters, next to God. He's full of wisdom. And of course, he's used that knowledge to do evil. But the point again is this. Do you really think that the devil is that stupid? I saw a recent video. I didn't actually watch it, but I saw the thumbnail from a very popular channel and the video is titled, What the Antichrist Will Do in 2024 is Shocking. And it made me really think, because this has been not just one video that I've seen, but I've seen lots of videos, especially now with the whole Israel thing and the war. And again, if you haven't been awakened to any truth on that, then watch some of my recent videos or listen to some of my recent podcasts, because you'll learn the truth about what's actually going on. But with everything that's going on, everybody's like, oh, the Antichrist is coming. Look, the Antichrist is coming. Pin the tail on the Antichrist. Is this person the Antichrist? Who's the Antichrist? Guess what he's going to do in 2024? As if the Antichrist was some exhibit in a zoo, and everybody's waiting and watching for the Antichrist, and he's going to make his appearance, and the entire world is going to recognize and point their fingers and say, look, it's the Antichrist as if he's some act in a zoo, like a lion coming out of his cage for people to point at and take pictures of and watch. Do you really think the devil's that stupid? The devil is a lion. That's what the Bible says. He's a, he's a prowling lion that prowls around looking for people to devour, but that means he's not in a cage. Do you understand what I'm saying? I really hope you do, because the devil is not someone that is going to play his hand at the end of time, right before he's destroyed. All of this has been planned very, very carefully. And of course, it's been decreed by God for his glory, because he's going to come in glory to judge the living and the dead and destroy the devil. But nonetheless, before those final moments of glory, the devil will have his heyday. He will be worshipped. The people of the world will gladly take his mark and worship him. This is what the Bible warns you about over and over again in Bible prophecy. So don't think that the devil is stupid. Stop trying to pin the tail on the Antichrist. The devil prowls around, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. That means he's not in a cage. That means he's sneaking around. You know, the second question I have for you is this, and I want you, again, to think clearly about it. I want you, and don't be literal or very dogmatic about this, but nevertheless, just try it on for size. Put yourself in the devil's shoes. What do you think the devil wants most? What has, what has history shown us 
in the last thousands and thousands of years? What does the devil want that he's continually been after? He wants to be worshipped. He wants to be God. Before the flood, there was an ancient type of new world order full of hybrid beings, giants, demigods, principalities that were ruling the earth. It was so wicked, God destroyed it. After the flood, you had immediately another attempt at a new world order through the Tower of Babel. Then God disrupted the languages and cultures. Then you had empires like Assyria, Egypt, Babylon, Persia, and so on, over and over again trying to take control of the world. But every time it was less and less because God always used another empire to judge the previous and Satan was not able to do what he wanted. And of course, Daniel had a vision in Daniel chapter 2 where he sees this new world order that is one statue but is continually depreciating from Babylon as the head of gold all the way to the modern age. So we've been under Babylon, under this new world order type religion and system for a very, very long time. The only thing that's changed is the packaging. The oldest religion on earth is Satanism. If you didn't know that, then, well, there you go. You learn something new every day. Satanism is the oldest religion on earth. And it's been here from the beginning. And since the beginning, what has been tried to happen is a new world order. Now, the Bible says that Satan will finally be successful at the end of time. He's going to be successful through Mystery Babylon, and the kings of the earth will give their power to this system, whatever that system happens to be. Now, I'll comment on that a little bit, but today is more about the bigger picture. It's about thinking critically about what you see online, what you see on these YouTube and TikTok and Instagram channels that are very mainstream, that are telling you all about the Antichrist and pointing fingers there there and there, and oh my gosh, this is going to happen. Are you really so sure about that? And my desire for you is to know the truth and to cast doubt on these things, because what is mainstream is often never the truth. But how does evil work? How does the devil work? What does history and the scriptures tell us? Well, one way that is very consistent that the devil works is by twisting God's word. In the Garden of Eden, what did Satan do with Eve? He told her, well, did did God say such and such? He cast doubt on God's word. When Satan tempted Christ in the desert, he used scripture to tempt Christ. He used the word of God. And of course, he twisted it. The devil knows the word of God very well, but he twisted it for an agenda. What do you see today? What does the Bible warn you about? There'll come a time when people will have itching ears and they'll heap up for themselves false teachers to give them teachings of men instead of listening to the truth. And we are in that age, word of faith, prosperity teaching, new age, progressive Christianity, dominionist Christianity, Christian nationalism, all these things, dispensationalism. There's so many false teachings out there. They're all mainstream. And of course, what is Friends with the world is not friends with God. So you have to ask yourself, do I really know the truth on these matters? And is the devil really that stupid? Of course, the answer is no, the devil isn't that stupid. There's something more going on. 
what is happening is not what is actually being explained to you. Or I should say the other way around, what is being explained to you is not what's actually happening. No, most people don't know the history of where their beliefs come from. They don't know the history of Christianity. They don't know the history of the institutionalization of Christianity. They don't know their history in general, because today we are ignorant of history. We don't study history. We don't make it a point to examine where do my beliefs come from? Are my beliefs truly biblical? Because when people say biblical in quotation marks, again, the devil used scripture to tempt Christ. Was the devil's attempt at tempting Christ biblical? Yeah. Yeah, he used the Bible to tempt Christ. Of course, he misused it. So you have to use discernment because everything that is said to you that is biblical doesn't mean that it's actually the truth. Things can be twisted very, very well if there's a mind behind them that is very perverse. And with that in mind, people don't realize that 500 years ago during the Reformation, every single reformer who was wanting to go back to the Bible, going back to the truth, back to being saved by faith, by grace, scripture alone. Every single reformer believed the same thing about the end times. They saw that they were under the beast system, which is the institutionalization of Christianity or the papacy, the power that came out of Rome, the little horn power. And that little horn, that little horn power was revealed during the Reformation. But it was revealed for a short time because shortly after that power created a propaganda, a way to hide itself again. And it did so through various instruments. One of them was Francisco Ribera, who was a Jesuit. And Jesuits were created to destroy the Protestant Reformation. And that goal, 500 years later, is almost completed. If you know your history and if you know current events and how to interpret current events, that goal is almost completed. But the point is this, Francisco Ribera, who was a Jesuit, created futurism, which basically twisted the words of God on Daniel and Revelation and twisted them into a futuristic interpretation where everything was going to happen. The Antichrist isn't here right now. He's coming. It's a future thing. He's a personal Antichrist with a personal false prophet. It's going to be 1260 literal days, not 1260 prophetic days, as in years. God forbid you identify the Antichrist's power on the earth historically. And then you also had another Jesuit called Luis de Alcazar, who, in the typical fashion of the devil, with dialectics and left versus right and up versus down and dark versus light, created the opposite perspective, which is called preterism. Preterism is the idea that everything's happened already. Oh, the Antichrist came and went. It's a Jewish thing. We don't have to worry about it. And so they kind of went tit for tat with one another. And of course, people today are either deceived by one or the other. A lot of people believe in the whole preterist thing. Some people even think that the millennial kingdom, as in the thousand year literal reign, which in and of itself is a false teaching, but let's say that was the case. People believe that that happened in the past. Well, I guess we're all out of luck then if that happened in the past. But people really believe these things because they don't have sound Bible studying habits. They don't understand their history. They've been deceived and they don't understand where these beliefs come from. 
But more people are deceived by futurism, which dispensationalism is very much part of. It's a futurist idea. And if you know the history of dispensationalism, it was also influenced by the Jesuits because all of these things are designed to take your attention off of looking at Bible prophecy historically. And when you do that, you come to the same results that the reformers came to, which is the mystery Babylon who sits on seven hills and wears red and purple and is called the great city, is the Vatican who sits in Rome as a church. Church is a woman. It's an apostate woman because she's a prostitute. And she wears red and purple just like her bishops and cardinals. And Rome is the city of seven hills. And the Vatican is its own sovereign city-state. And it's called the eternal, uh, Rome is called the eternal city. Do you see what the Bible is trying to tell you? And do you see how these things are twisted? Twisted, twisted, twisted to lie to you. In the beginning of the church, the devil used persecution to try to kill off the body of Christ, because he knew his time was up. The world was going to be judged and he was going to be destroyed. But the dark didn't work. People were converting. People were living through horrible torture and being fed to lions in the Colosseums, tortured, crucified. And so what did he do? Well, if you know your history, in AD 321, Constantine united Christianity and state into a Christian nationalist system. And if you know a little bit of history about Constantine and how he was influenced and the things he did, like putting the face of the sun god and then the letters of Jesus on the same coin and the visions that he had, you know the spirit that was influencing Constantine to do the things that he was doing. And how just 150 to 200 years later, after Constantine's efforts, you had the official recognition of the Pope as the basically supreme power over the church, and all the kings gave their power to the beast. And that proceeded for 1260 years exactly. The false light of the institutionalization of Christianity. At first it was dark, it didn't work, so the devil created a counterfeit. He used the dark, it didn't work, so he used the light. The Bible says that the devil blinds the minds of unbelievers. And it also says that the devil appears as an angel of light. You don't blind people with darkness. You blind them with light. But in this case, you blind them with false light. The false light is what's on the horizon, folks. This is what I'm speaking about to you today and warning you against over and over again, just like I have in many of my previous videos on this topic. Very, very important, but many will ignore this message. The devil appears as an angel of light. Now, 1260 years passed, and the Pope was arrested by Berthier. And that was Napoleon's general. And the papacy was declared to be at an end, a mortal wound, just like the Bible predicted, to the beast, which beasts are political systems, not people. The beasts in Daniel, which the beast in John reflects and emulates, they're all political kingdoms and systems and powers, not individuals. But if you've been fooled by the Jesuit agenda and you believe that all these things are personal in nature and they're literal days, not years, then you will not see these things because you've been duped. You don't know where your beliefs come from. They come from the beast so that you don't notice the beast. See how that works? But nonetheless, the beast received what seemed like a mortal wound and that's when the French Revolution happened 
which began another dialectic, which is the dialectic between left and right. Again, you have dialectics. This is the devil's tactic from the very beginning. He always uses duality to get you to go one way and another, and one way and another, until you finally get to his agenda. This is why Christ asks you to walk the narrow road. This is why the Bible says don't turn to the left or to the right over 16 times. It acknowledges duality, and it acknowledges that evil uses duality for its agenda. The duality between left and right, between atheism and communism and the dark world order versus conservatism and nationalism, Christian nationalism and the light world order began in the French Revolution. And there's many parts to this. I've talked about this in deeper episodes that you can feel free to check out, especially the Dark to Light episode in my End Times series, danceoflife.com slash end times. Check that out so you're very well aware of what's going on because we are in that final dark to light. All the things that have been oscillating in the last 250 years, they are coming to a head. They're coming to a head and they're going to resolve. If you know the people who pull the strings and their religion, their occult religion, remember Satanism is the oldest religion on earth. What do they believe? Well, they believe in duality. They believe in dark and light. They believe in the Kabbalah, and the Kabbalah is going up to the left, right, to the left, right, until finally it has a point, a point where the dark and the light unite. The two sides of Satan, the dark side, the murderer, the killer, and the light side, which is the deceiver, the false light, the false liberator, the false messiah, the false savior. Those two work together because you can't have a need for a savior unless you suffer. And of course, the truth of that is Christ. The law brings death, and the law is designed to point you to the truth, which is that you need a savior, which is Jesus Christ. But of course, remember, what does the devil want the most? What does the devil want? He wants to be God. So he's going to pretend to be your savior, just like he did in the Garden of Eden just like he will at the end of time, where he will offer you a fake salvation, a fake golden age, a counterfeit millennial reign, a counterfeit eternity, where you'll be part of it at the cost of your soul through the mark of the beast. False election, a false golden age. But we're living in that dark to light right now, and it's going to culminate in the woman riding the beast which is a union between church and state, just like it was for over 1,400 years. Do you think the power that ruled the earth for that long is just going away? Do you think Satan just gives up like that? Do you think he's really that stupid? No, he's very clever and he's coming back and people will be convinced that when he comes back, it's a good thing. This is what's on the horizon. This is what it's at stake and why I am warning you earnestly to take heed of what I'm saying, to be documenting yourself, to get educated, and to stop listening to mainstream sources on these issues. Most Christians, Muslims, and Jews believe in some kind of physical golden age millennium type situation because they've been deceived. 
the, the true teaching on the millennium is a spiritual one, just like many spiritual things in the Bible that people have taken to mean physical, fleshly things. The true millennium is spiritual where Christ is ruling right now. And when he comes back, like 1 Corinthians tells us, 1 Corinthians 15, he's going to deliver the kingdom back to God the Father, usher in eternity, destroy death through the resurrection. That's the last enemy to be destroyed. If that's the last enemy to be destroyed and the resurrection happens when he returns, then there is no millennial kingdom. In Revelation 20, the word for thousand years is plural. It's thousands. It's chilioi. So the interpretation that there's a literal thousand-year period of Christ ruling on earth while there's still sin and death is not true. In fact, it's exactly what Satan wants you to believe because that's going to be his last attempt at being God, at trying to be God and receiving worship for it. Do you see what's going on? I hope you do. I really hope you do, because Matthew 24, where Christ tells us about the end times, what does he say? See that no one leads you astray. That's his first, the first thing that he says, meaning in all of your priority of your end times, all the things that I'm about to tell you about the end times, the first thing that I want you to know is to not be deceived about the end times. So the question is, are you deceived about the end times, like most people? Do you believe that there's going to be a future Antichrist that's going to walk into a Jewish temple that's going to declare to declare himself to be God? Do you think there's a rapture? Do you think that there's only seven years of tribulation? Do you think all these things? Because if you do, you've been deceived. You've been deceived by the beast. These are teachings of the beast designed to take attention off of itself. If you know your history, these are facts. Anybody can learn these things. And of course, I've documented them, not just me, but many, but I've documented them very, very thoroughly in my series. So go check that out. But the devil knew his days were numbered and he can't beat Christ. He can't beat Christ to obtain worship. He's not, nobody's stronger than God. So what's the next possible thing that he can do? Again, put yourself in the devil's shoes. He wants to be God desperately. He wants to be worshipped as God. He can't beat God, so what do you do? The answer is you counterfeit. You deceive. You fool people into believing that you are God. And you take what is true and warp it and twist it. And you choreograph things in such a way that people are so deceived that they believe that their Savior is here. And of course, you're masquerading as their savior. And they are none the wiser because they have not studied history. They've not studied the Bible. They've not studied the wiles of the devil and the way that he works. They aren't aware of the occult religion and its obsession with duality. They aren't aware of the Hegelian dialectic between dark and light and how the powers that be use the good cop and the bad cop to bring you forward through the agenda. They aren't aware of those things. They aren't aware of the Jesuits. They aren't aware of preterism and futurism being just both two parts of the same lie. Again, it's a dualistic lie designed to take your attention off the narrow road, which is history. People aren't aware. My people perish for lack of knowledge, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? And it's so true. But right now, the world is being prepared 
with all of these dialectics to come to a head. And that head would be world peace, a false golden age, possibly even a false Christ. Left versus right, communism versus nationalism, we the people, Zionism versus Islam, the deep state versus freedom, quote-unquote. The papacy and the Jesuits have had a hand in creating all of these things that I just listed, and more, much more. I've documented all of this in my series. Mother of the abominations of the earth is what Mystery Babylon is called. And if you know your history, it's true, just like everything else the Bible says. Mother of abominations of the earth. The question is this. Are you part of that group of people that expects a golden age in the future? Everybody does. From new age people talking about fifth dimensional earth to Muslims, to Jews, to most Christians who have been deceived by dispensationalism. You know, Jesus said that it will be like in the days of Noah when he returns. What does that mean? Have you ever thought about it? What does it mean that it will be like in the days of Noah? Well, what does he say? People were eating and drinking and giving in marriage until the day that the heavens opened. And that's a very telling sign because what that means is people will be having fun, enjoying themselves. It will be paradise. It will be a time to be giving in marriage and eating and drinking. But why? Because there's going to be a golden age, a false golden age, one age that you'll be part of through the mark of the beast, the counterfeit election, the devil's people. The devil's going to have a counterfeit eternity. Of course, it's not going to be an eternity, but he's going to counterfeit what Jesus is going to do when he returns. He's going to have his own elect people through the mark of the beast. He's going to have a, a seeming golden age of world peace. The millennium the false millennium, is on the horizon, and most people believe and expect that it will happen. So, this is what's coming, folks. This is what's coming. The question is this, will you be fooled? Will you be fooled? Will you join the devil's counterfeit eternity? Because you don't know your scriptures, you don't know your history. Don't underestimate the devil. Learn the truth. Learn the truth about the end times. Learn the truth about the history of your beliefs and where they come from. Don't take offense to my words. Study and show yourself approved. 90% of the people out there who are speaking on the end times, who are warning you about Antichrist this, Antichrist that, Israel this, Israel that, they're wrong. And I know that's a bold statement, but I invite you to give me the benefit of the doubt. Go watch my end time series. Don't be deceived on these things. Watch some of my previous shorter videos if you don't have the time. You'll learn a lot. See what's up and learn the truth because again, preterism and futurism are just two sides of the same devil coin designed to obfuscate and distract and deceive and manipulate the masses because the the false prophecy that they committed to 500 years ago has been orchestrated and is being fulfilled right now so that people believe 
that when that lion comes out of the cage, like at a zoo, at an exhibit at a zoo, and everybody marvels, look, there's the Antichrist. (gasps) Okay, he's going to walk into the temple. Everybody get ready. That's not going to be the Antichrist. The Antichrist power has been on the earth for a very long time. And it's going to use a dummy Antichrist that everybody believes is the Antichrist to usher in a false golden age and a false world peace. And everybody will believe that we're there. What would you do if a being that looks like Jesus manifests, maybe even supernaturally, and destroys this so-called Antichrist that walks into the third Jewish temple that they rebuilt, and they're going to be rebuilding. Everybody thinks that's Jesus, obviously, because there you go, fulfilled Bible prophecy. No, not at all. The temple is a spiritual reality. The Antichrist power has walked into that temple a long time ago and proclaimed itself to be God through the Pope, the one who calls himself Holy Father and sits between the cherubim, forgiving sins, selling indulgences, changing the times and the laws, the Ten Commandments, counterfeit of the Ark of the Covenant. That's who walked into the temple and proclaimed himself to be God. But if you are deceived into fleshly realities and physical things, this is a mark of the devil, to bring your attention to the physical world constantly. The devil doesn't teach you of spiritual things or or guide you towards spiritual things. He guides you towards physical material outcomes. Look, 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 the Jews are building a third temple. Look, look, that means the Antichrist is coming. Get ready, get your cameras ready, everybody. Do you see what's going on? I really, really hope you do, because what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? What if the people who are listening to are wrong about Mystery Babylon? They're wrong about the mark of the beast, about the image of the beast. What if they're wrong about the millennium? The rapture. The false prophet, what if they're wrong about all that? What if they're following in step with the beast and exactly what the beast wants you to know and to listen and to react to? What if? Wouldn't that be worth investigating? Life or death, that's what we're talking about here. What if the thing that you are expecting, that most of the world is expecting, again, New Age, Muslim, Christian, Jew, Everybody's expecting this golden age. Somehow it's going to happen. World peace, finally, we can do it. Or maybe world peace will usher in the Messiah if you're a post-millennialist, which is even worse. Everybody's expecting this golden age to happen and that the world is moving there and, and we the people and all this stuff that's happening. What if the thing that you are putting your hopes in and expecting and think that's going to happen is actually the thing that the Bible has been trying to warn you since John penned those words, since Daniel penned those words. What if? So, think about these things. I really hope you take these to heart. If you want a deeper dive on this, then check out my End Times series. That's danceoflife.com slash endtimes. We go into in-depth on every major question of the end times there. And I urge you, if you are interested in these things, if you have a platform, if you're sharing with other people about end times information, learn the truth because most people are deceived. And when the great deception comes, many, many 
many will fall. Narrow is the road because many will go either to the left or to the right. So that's all I have for you today. I hope it's made you think. And if you have any questions, feel free to put them in the comments or send me an email. But until next time, stay sharp and see that no one leads you astray. Hey, thanks for being here. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you want in-depth Bible studies, free resources, encouragement, or if you just want to get in touch with me, check out danceoflife.com. Until next time, God bless.